Welcome to the Genius Podcast. I am your host, Karen Doyle, and I would like to invite you to join me and countless other Catholic women as we not only discover our own unique genius, but we own it and then we bring it as a gift to the world and the people we do life with. If you are looking to discover what it is that you are called to do with your life, if you have a dream but lack the confidence or the skills to take that next step, or if you just need some great advice on living your vocation as a Catholic woman, then this podcast is for you. The Genius Podcast is part of a much bigger initiative for Catholic women called The Genius Project. The Genius Project is dedicated to helping Catholic women discover their unique genius, what it is that they are called to do with their gifts and their life, and to grow in their faith. If you like what you hear, please share the podcast with your friends and follow us on social media. Why not also check out The Genius Project, www.geniusproject.co, and take a look at the range of online courses and resources that are available to help and support women like you craft their gift and step into their calling. In this week's episode of The Genius Podcast, we will be exploring some of the roadblocks that women face and how we can overcome them. I am joined by the ever vivacious and dynamic Veronica Hosking. Vaughn lives in Brisbane with her husband. She is the mother of one with number two on the way. She's a lover of tea and champagne and deep chats with the people closest to her. Vaughn now runs her own small business, but prior to this, she worked in federal politics as a media advisor. Vaughn also serves alongside me on the National Sisterhood team, and seriously, she is the bomb. But like every woman, we have both faced our share of roadblocks. We'd love to share with you what those blocks were for each of us and how we overcame them. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with Veronica Hosky. You and I, over the years, have dreamed big, dreamed together, and I love that aspect of our friendship, like just yeah. that mutual encouragement, sharing the dreams in our heart and just big vision sort of picture thinking. So I think we're real kind spirits in this area. But I know, and I guess you know as well, just through sisterhood and the many women that we work with and walk alongside that a lot of women find it really hard to step out into those things. And there's a lot of roadblocks that prevent them from doing that. So I don't know. I thought it'd be good to just chat around some of those roadblocks because I know you and I both experienced them. Yeah. Oh, it's so, I mean, this is something I'm particularly passionate about because mm. when you see a woman so talented, so um, gifted and a real calling on their life, but they can't see it for themselves, it's so devastating and yeah. it's a real loss to the world. It really is. It's a complete loss to go because you can't, only they can make themselves step into their calling and to pursue their dreams. Like only they can do that. And um, so that whole conversation around how do you, how do you show someone that they, how do you show someone how you see them? Yeah. How do you show them that they, that they have uh, the gifts and the skills that you see? And a lot of that comes around to, confidence I mean there's so there's so many things in that but yeah looking into the barriers and the roadblocks around what is it in their mind that they that is stopping them from from doing this yeah yeah I think like a big one is obviously fear of failure don't you think think absolutely none of us want to step out and fail it's not something we wake up and put at the top of our to-do list oh no and looking stupid like no one wants to 
Like that is, I have this, I still remember it so vividly in my mind. I was at high school and it was our athletics carnival Mm. and I really liked athletics, but I wasn't talented in it. Like I wasn't extremely talented in it, but I loved it. I really, it was a real, like I enjoyed doing it. I did a little athletics when I was younger and we had, I didn't like, I think I was like in year 11 at this point. So I was senior and I wasn't taking all the things seriously. But I was really into making the most of it and participating as much as you can. Yeah. And it was this hurdles event. And oh, I was like, what of it? Like, I'll this is it. not going anywhere good. <laughs> and I completely and utterly, like, I did fail. I did not. Did you fall? Could, uh, did you get caught I on a hurdle? Oh, on. I could just couldn't, you know how like you really have to have momentum in hurdles? Like yes. once you get over here, you're kind of good. You can't, yeah. once you stack, you can't really get the momentum up for the next. No, <laughs> what happened? Oh, this it is terrible. Was, I, basically, I just had to laugh it off, right? Oh. Because there's only two responses. You either like, well, actually my only response to anything when I feel like when I failed is to laugh because yeah. It's, it's really, it's like a human, it's a human response to go, I'm not taking this seriously and so nobody else needs to take it seriously and therefore nobody needs to feel sorry for me. We're all good here. And <laughs> carry on. I vividly, okay, carry on, all good. <laughs> Nothing to see here. But I vividly, I, I still remember the feeling of, I th- at the beginning when I, when I decided to do it, I think I knew that I wouldn't really be able to do it. Like okay. I wasn't going in feeling all the confidence okay I, I definitely it was all downhill from there <laughs> I was like this is this is probably not going to go so well but I'm going to give it <laughs> good on you good on you, Yay like, for you. Glad I did it. because one it gave a few of the younger and I think that's what I did it like some of the younger kids the ability to go even if you screw up it doesn't matter yes. like it's yeah. not, don't take yourself seriously don't take the athletics kind of all that seriously just have a go Sometimes, yeah, by failing yourself, you're giving others the opportunity to have a go. And, I mean, hopefully hopefully they succeed, but everyone fails at some point in their life. Okay. Like, they do. Like, you see, you talk to anyone in business who has succeeded and they will tell you that they have failed several times before. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it's what, um, like, I know our my kids at school, they're learning, it's this growth mindset, the difference between having a fixed mindset that says, I failed, therefore I am a failure, or growth mindset, okay, this didn't go so well, what can I do differently next time? Yeah. And I think that attitude, if you can bring that attitude, it makes all the difference. But you're it right, does. like, it's, it's yeah. so hard, like, to fail. I, I think we can outwardly laugh, but I think in the yeah. privacy of the sanctuary of our heart, we do yeah. feel, like you said, stupid, dumb, like a loser, yeah. and oh. just it really threatens us in terms of whether we try again. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. And I think it's, it's them controlling those thoughts as they come because I remember that day I thought, okay, I could, like, feel completely stupid here. Yeah. And and go, why did you do that? Like, you're such an idiot. Like, come on. Or I could go, that was a good time. Like, who who really, who cares? Let's just move on. And I think the ability to move on straight away with that mindset of, okay, what can I learn next time? Especially if in different situations, that's very, situations very different because I went in with a bit of a jovial mindset to start with. Yes. But if you yeah. have that real sin- 
are very focused, I, I'm going to succeed, this has to happen, and then you fail, Yeah. then you have to learn something from that. Something oh, didn't go right. It's incredibly disheartening, like for starters. It's just so disheartening. And I think just sitting with that is important. Like if you really do have a big dream and you've worked really hard and it and it's not pulled off, I mean, that's hugely disappointing and that's a reality that you just have to, you know, you do have to work through and sit with for a while. But I think ultimately it's about picking up and and trying again, isn't it? So that's one of the roadblocks is that fear of failure. Like another one, what do you, another roadblock? I'd say definitely that fear of not having um, what it takes. It's just similar to that that fear of failing, like failing, like, not that I'm not good enough for this. I I don't I don't have the ability to do this. Like they to, they can do it, but I can't. Oh, to that it's just that is that purely comes down to having a belief in yourself and that you are just as good as anybody else that could try this. One of the big things was when I moved to Canberra and I was working at Parliament House, I realised that before I went, I thought everyone had this amazing skill set that I didn't have. I remember going and I I did this course and I remember saying to the person that was lecturing me at the time, I mean, Parliament working in politics would be great, but I couldn't do it. Like, uh uh-uh. I was dead set for I couldn't do it. Like, not, no. Like, I, I think I know where I'm comfortable and that's, that's scary and I don't want to go to that, right? And then I, we did, I did some work experience in there and I remember immediately like realising that the people that were in these jobs had, had a, no skill set. They had no idea, well, no idea what they're doing. They certainly didn't have a skill set different to mine. I mean, there were very talented, very talented people in there, but there's no one, there's, it's, it's like we think, if everyone's exceptional and when and we're not yeah. yeah but then people look at us and go and they think you know they do people think you're exceptional and we just can't see that so it's actually realizing oh wait a second I, I couldn't do this and this is not as scary yeah. as I thought it would be yeah yeah, absolutely. I know, um, you know, Laura Rowland gave that talk at last Sisterhood Conference on the power of ordinary, and she made the point that, you know, God has placed within you everything that you need to do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So it's just a matter of how you activate that or how you train yourself up in a particular area. Yeah. Um, but we do have what it takes. We do have you know, everything in me, in us, sorry, that we need to step into what we're meant to be doing. Absolutely. And that actually, that actually links to another barrier is people, I feel, think they, um, you know, they, they, they feel like they lack the resources or the skill set to do that, you know, the the practical ability to do something. Yes. Um, Yeah. Which perhaps they do if they really want to do something and they go, I can't, I need to, I, you know, I don't have that particular skill set, then knowing, okay, well, let's go and build that up and having the confidence to go, okay, absolutely, I can do this, being quite persistent about it and then going and building on that skill set, building on that ability. That brings back so many bad memories for me because I had an experience oh, years and years ago after Jonathan and I were newly married, I got approached to do a workshop on womanhood and femininity and at that point, 
you know, I hadn't done any reading, I hadn't done any speaking, and it was way outside my comfort zone. Anyway, I did it. But even as I was speaking, I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm sucking at this. This is terrible. And then when I went back to Far North Queensland when we were living, Jonathan was like, do you think it's on your heart to do this? And I was like, yeah, I think so. So he was like, well, you've kind of got to upskill then. And he encouraged me to enrol in this Toastmasters course, which is a public speaking oh, yeah. course, which I yeah. absolutely hated every minute of because I had to do it with the students at the school that we were living in at the time. And I was like, I felt like a fool every week. It was torture. But yeah. it was it was definitely on my heart to do, but I did have to upskill. And, you yeah. know, I guess I sat under one of the best teachers who's my husband because he's a brilliant public speaker mm-hmm. and, and he's yeah. coaching and help. Mm-hmm. And and I think a big part for me was really just gaining confidence. Once I, Also, once I gained that confidence, I relaxed into yeah. it. So yeah. it actually isn't even a big yeah. deal anymore. But I think you're right, like learning the practical skills and tools. Yeah. Jonathan and I, like I trained as a registered nurse. I was an oncology mm-hmm. palliative care nurse. Jonathan mm-hmm. did his master's in education. He was a high school teacher. And we yeah. went and set up set up choices, which is a media business. So we had no idea, but we bought yeah. all the editing software. And Jonathan's amazing. Like he just teaches himself any skill. He's fantastic. But like we just we learnt because it was on our heart to do. So yeah. I think you know, you can learn any practical skill really. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's and I guess there's another fear in that is that not being afraid to learn, not being afraid to humble yourself and sit in that classroom and and be a student again. Oh, yeah, it was torture. And I actually think this is probably the most important to, I don't know if we want to use the word success, but stepping into your dream and actually having a really good go at it and seeing it to fruition is that having the grit and the perseverance. Absolutely. To do it. So that's to, another roadblock, isn't it? A lack of grit. Oh, absolutely. The the lack of grit. Um, that I I love this word tenacity. Yeah. You know that real. It's almost like I vision I vision this like bulldog biting onto something, will not let go, having a really good go out of it. You know how they dogs when they like like a bulldog grabbing onto something and they just like throw it around in their mouth and they're just they're so like tenacious it's just like get into it and have a really good go at something yeah. like if you want to do something give everything you've got and yes. don't give up as soon as it's because it will become hard things get hard absolutely especially good things especially things that are going to bring fruit and are going to like change people around you or change the world it will get hard. There is no doubt about that. Yeah, absolutely. And we just live in this instant culture, don't we, where we just expect that we'll instantly be good at something or something, you know, we'll have instant success or our business will instantly take off. We've built a number of businesses from the ground up, one of which we sold, and it took a lot of tenacity to do that. It takes a lot of grit. And, And I know it took probably the first four years. I mean, they say most small businesses fail within the first five years of startup. 
And I think it's for, you know, complex reasons, but it's having the tenacity, I think, sometimes to push past. Obviously, you need to know if something's not working, not be stupid, (laughs) but it's the tenacity to push through. And I know for us, the first five years, we we resigned our jobs to set Choices Media up and we had our house deposit and we used that to set up Choices and we literally watched our entire house deposit go to nothing in in those first years of starting up. Uh, yeah, and it, yeah, but it took a lot of work to build relationships and rapport and learn skills and yeah. systems. And now, like, we have a big company that mm. you know, has a lot of impact. So I think tenacity, yeah. tenacity is a big one. Also on the personal level, just tenacity with, I guess, overcoming, I guess, whatever struggles, limitations that you have within yeah. as well. Yeah. Because I know you know, myself, I can get frustrated when, you know, I'm going to prayer. I'm like, Lord, change me in this area and it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. But having the tenacity yeah. and the perseverance to keep returning to him, keep being shaped yeah. by him as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If those, because I know it, it's like a doing what, stepping into what you are calling, being called to do, whether it's your dream, a passion, a ministry, um, or just stepping into the person that God has created you to be yeah. um, is a, will be a self-development journey. So there will be, as you move forward, little little barriers that you go, okay, that is something in me that I need to change. <clears throat> you know, that's something in me that that is that is stopping me. And it, it might just be going like these fears that we've been, all these roadblocks that we've been going through, it might just be a journey of going through each of those and going, wow, okay, identifying that fear of failure. All right, let's look into this. What are how we how are we going to tackle this? And then a lot of that is like the mental mindset, telling yourself, um, you know, that to do it anyway, to keep on going. Yes. Um, that I do have that I am good enough. That mental, oh my gosh, that we have there's so many negative thoughts. But just yeah, going through that and then yeah, just yeah. understanding that like moving forward no matter no matter what. Um, but those little barriers along the way and that that slowly develops you into, you know, the person that is able to do that dream and pattern. Absolutely. And I think it's really developing those habits and being intentional about we all have that negative chatter that goes on inside our heads, like everybody does. I mean, that's the enemy that's trying to, you know, stop us from doing what we're meant to do. But it's about being really intentional about, saying, okay, which voice am I going to feed today? Is it going to be the voice of God or will it be the voice of the enemy? And yeah. we have to be really intentional about that. And and I would encourage anybody, you know, if they're struggling in any of these areas, is really just to go to adoration, go before the Blessed Sacrament yeah. and the Lord and just ask him to speak truth into yes. your mind and your spirit. Um, oh, yeah. You're good. Yeah. But, just going back to this idea of grit, I, I know talent is not enough in life yeah. and grit really, if we want to nail it down, it means hard work. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, anything that's worth doing, this is, is really worth, it's worth doing well and with everything you have. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And it, it would, it, it is hard work. Yeah. It's that head down, bum up. My, my dad used to have this saying, <clears throat> work hard, pray hard, play hard. And yeah, like that. 
I loved it. He said, he said that every day when we went to school, like even as when we were in primary school. And it's that, you know, you can you can have your enjoyment, everything, but everything needs to be done with all that you have. Work hard, give it all you've got. Pray Absolutely. hard, give everything you have to God. And then, you know, those times that you have to enjoy and celebrate and play, do that well too, yeah. you know. Yes. Do that well too, but it all has its time. Yeah, amen. Sure does. We've looked at fear of failure, fear of not having enough, fear of not practically having the skills, a lack of grit. And then I think another one is just women, another roadblock is women that don't, I guess, own their passion or that they don't know what it is, what their gift or passion. They haven't discovered it and they don't own it. So there's two kind of groups of women here. There's one who, I guess, haven't discovered it. But there's there's the other group who kind of know what they're interested in, but they haven't owned it. And, yeah. and they're trying to operate, they're constantly comparing themselves to all those people around them on Instagram and trying to yeah. operate in someone else's gift rather than their own. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's I think a huge roadblock. Oh, it's massive because they and it's actually really it's I mean, it's irritating to to see. <laughs> it's irritating to, to experience. It's so funny. It's like, you have, the, can you not see it? Like you, you got to own this. Like I kind of see it as like when you're standing on the ground, like, and you have like, I kind of visualize this circle around me and I'm like, I'm going to own this land. Like this is my territory and I'm going to, and this gift is mine and I'm going to step into it. And, you know, like that visual, I don't know if you see that visual, just but be like, Standing firm with your two feet in yes. that gifting. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like that posture of strength. Yes. Yep. Back strong, head up, chin up. And when people experience that, I mean, it's like when even in public speaking. Yeah. If someone is is light on their feet or you know not really sure, you kind of your experience of them in public speaking is like, do you really know what you're talking about? And you can't really actually hear what they say very well but when someone is firm on their feet yes and has a strong back and their heads up and they're they're speaking out you just it's a real well they're confident there's confidence there in a presence and they're doing what they're meant to do yeah and the experience of that is strong too you go I need to listen to you because you know what you're talking about yeah it's quite captivating isn't it? It is. Like you get drawn yeah. into that. Even yeah. a person like, so not even like some of our examples I think can be about, you know, doing that. It's also about being. Like I think yeah. about women who really take their space or operate in their gift and their space. You talk about standing on your territory. Like I yeah. think of one woman, she's like a big sister in the Lord to me and she owns her space. Now she she does a lot of stuff, but in terms of just who she is in her being, she's so grounded in the Lord and so grounded in her gifts that yeah. it's just beautiful to be, you know, it's almost like coming to sit under the shade of a tree and rest yeah. in the presence of someone who's just being yeah, who they are supposed to be and not necessarily doing. So, you know, making that distinction, obviously there's witnessing people's yeah. talents and their yeah. talents in action and then there's just being. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so true. That's actually a really good point, Karen, because I think there are many, I think all of us can identify at least one person in our life that 
we that is this person that we love to be around that we go ah yes. oh, being in their presence yes is peaceful but also it brings confidence to you because of their confidence in themselves yeah yeah there is, is it, yeah there's, there's something really peaceful about being in the presence of someone who, who knows themselves totally yeah there is because they it, there's something contagious there and captivating yeah. that I guess it's the image of God in them isn't it yeah it's really and, and you do you want to go I want what you want I mean yes. I want what you have okay yes. and and you want to be in their presence. It's like craving. You're like, oh, yes. yeah, there's like a security there. You go, this will be good because, yeah, I can't really even explain it, but I have several people in my life that you just want to be around them. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It's like, this, um, like they have gravitas. Yes. You know when someone walks into a room and they have this presence. <laughs> like yeah. That is, that is just like, wow. Like, yeah. and it's just them. It's not. It's not that they have said nothing, they've done nothing, but to have it something about them says something. And well, that's yeah. it. And I love this saying, just do you. Like they're just being them. It's yeah. instead of trying to be somebody else. And that's very powerful. It is. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily need to come with this this worldly confidence. You know, no. like this, you don't need to be this like boisterous, loud, confident. In your face. Person. Yeah. Yeah. You like there are there are many in fact I would say the people that are the women in my life that I actually find the most grounded are probably quite gentle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. I and, love that scripture, you know, about a gentle and quiet spirit is of great worth in God's eyes. Yeah. It's a beautiful scripture. And and I think when we're talking about, you know, owning be, being you and owning your place in your area and who you are in the world, this whole thing of comparison competition keeps coming up in um, the yep. podcast that I've done with women mm-hmm. because just that idea of trying to be or comparing yourself against another. So mm-hmm. you might have a really big, vivacious personality and if you're not grounded in that and you get around someone who's really contemplative, somehow you can feel that you're flawed or you're too much. Well. And the oh person God. who's yeah. really contemplative and introverted actually yeah. brings to people a beautiful sense of groundedness and wisdom, but they may feel if they're not grounded, you know, in the Lord, that they're not enough as well. So I think, you know, we, we all complement, we all make up this beautiful tapestry of life in the different expressions yeah. of who we are, but I really think we have to really own who we are mm. in Christ, obviously, um, in Christ. Yes. Oh, Karen, I love that. That is, that's probably, um, uh, that's probably like hit a little, a wound, perhaps a wound for me, a sensitive error, because I, 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 I think we spoke about this recently, actually, like that everyone, I mean, everyone has flaws in their personality Absolutely. and their, you know, who they are. And I think we do have, I mean, everyone looks at those flaws and goes, oh, I wish I wasn't like that. Yeah. But I think, and, and it's, it's, I think it's good to understand where your flaws are and where you can work on. But often that's, that is how God created us, you know, with those, with those little things that are a bit, that some people might find annoying or that you go, why am I like that? And for me it is that I do, I do find my, you know, I'm like, oh, my. Am I too boisterous? Like when I'm around a contemplative person, yeah, 
they do bring that peace. And I'm like, oh. And I remember when I was younger, especially my early 20s, I remember being like, I need to be more like this. <laughs> and <laughs> oh my God, I went for one of my birthdays one year, I went to do a silent retreat. How did that go? <laughs> did you enjoy it? I did not. I did no, not oh enjoy it. I don't know why I pushed myself to do it because I thought, I remember this particular birthday, I was like, you, actually, I do know there was a lot going on around it. I was discerned. There was lots of discernment in my life going on and I was trying to force myself into this, like, you can be this type of, like, if you want to do this and you need to be more, like, able, and I think to be able to be silent is good and to, you know, it is not my nature, and especially for my birthday. Like, I love people. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I love celebrating, and I love celebrating with my the people, the important people in my life. And it was it was probably not the wisest thing to do because, yes, that was really challenging for me, and it wasn't. It didn't really bring me that much joy because I was forcing myself to do it on my yes. birthday, and forcing um, yourself into a box or a preconceived I idea know. of what you thought you should be. Yeah. I thought I needed to be more like this and, um, um, yes, I definitely need to. I, I have to force myself to take quiet time and I need to do that daily. But it doesn't mean I need to change who I am. No, that's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's so, so important. I, a similar experience at school, there's a mum who's so serene and quiet and she actually spends a lot of her day interceding. That's her gift. But, wow. you know, she... One of the unredeemed parts of her is that she's always telling everybody else they should be doing that. And initially, because my life is what it is, I'm very creative and visionary, entrepreneurial. So there's a lot of energy in that. And so, yeah, you can kind of feel like, oh, am I doing the right thing? Should I be more like that? But you make a really good point that we can receive the gift of others in terms of their contemplation and and their peace. Mm -hmm. And that can be a gift to us and our energy can also be a gift to them. And Oh, yeah. Oh, I just yeah. love your personality. It's just fantastic. You're oh, just such. Because oh, <laughs> I tell you how awesome you are. <laughs> no, it's the truth. I just, you're such a, you have such a beautiful presence and energy and joy and I just love that God brought you into my life. It's been one of the biggest blessings. Just, and um, you're a fellow dreamer. Like it's, you're, you know, a true yeah. kindred spirit. Like we dream and vision and it's awesome. Such a gift. Yeah. Such it is a gift. gift to be able to call someone up on a, like anytime and go, yeah. this is what I'm thinking. And just like being able to blot out this weird idea, yeah. dream. And actually having, you know, you, validate it and go all right how can we make this happen like actually not just like a that's a great dream bond good on you but actually like all right what a, what a, right and that's what I love about you you challenge me like okay what are you going to do first step practical I'm like oh that's right because they're like dreams have to be you know to make them happen you got to do stuff you got to actually do first step so I think even going back a step further than the practical things of making a plan yeah. happen is bringing it to the Lord. So I guess, you know, we've talked, we talk about these roadblocks, but I always like to give women practical things that they can actually do and put into place yeah. because it's yeah. great to listen to a nice talk or listen to people. 
throw around an idea, but it's like, I like action. So I want to know how can I put that idea into action in my own life? So I guess, how can women overcome these roadblocks? What are some of the practical things that, you know, you and I and, and women can do to overcome these things in our life? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it is it is important to look at that because it's it's hard to go. Okay, I'm feeling all this stuff, but what do I do about it? Like, how do I actually overcome them? And I think first and foremost, it's prayer. Absolutely, it's sitting with the Lord and giving giving stuff over to the Lord, giving those fears over, um, surrendering them, and you know, at the foot of the cross and going, okay. I know that this is stopping me from doing what you have called me to do. And so I surrender that and asking God to come into that space, you know, yeah. and yeah. It's, it is, it can, it's miraculous. Like it can only be done through him. Absolutely. He needs to, he, he has created us to be who we are and to yeah. do what he wants us to do. And so only he can really drive that. I think when you, when you're talking that, um, gospel story of the woman at the well comes to mind that she had yeah. this transforming encounter with Christ and, and she didn't even know what she needed transformation in or what the what she was struggling with but Christ was there he went out in pursuit of her and she encountered him and through an encounter with Christ and we see this throughout the entire gospel stories people are transformed and once they are transformed and only once they are transformed can they give back in a way that is abundant and I think yeah the first starting place for all of these things particularly if we're looking at things that hold us back in life is to take that to Christ to take that to the Lord and ask him to do I guess holy surgery in our soul yeah around healing these areas yeah and it's and it might not happen you know overnight I think that's what I found it never does (laughs) it's so frustrating it is and it's sitting with it and again perseverance grit sitting with it with God and going I'm not giving up on this I'm not giving up this is not going to stop me this is not going to stop me and they're actually not just the fears but there's actually there can be other wounds in our life that are stopping us from doing what God has called us to do. And I remember this, my, my dad, I struggled with certain um, stuff when in my early 20s. Yeah. And my dad said to me one day, and I, oh, gosh, this is so raw, but he said to me, Vaughn, you have to deal with this because it will stop you from doing what God has called you to do. Yeah, yeah. And hearing that, I just remember thinking, no, like, no, I don't, I don't want, this can't stop me. Yeah. Like this, this can't be the end of me. No, I I know that my worth was not, was too much for that. And yeah, that was actually what, what spurred me to actually get help and, you know, get healing because I was like, this will not be the end of me. I, you know, I was like, I can't lose what God has actually called me to do and actually do stuff with my life because of this, yeah. you know, no, no. Yeah. Um, Thank God for your dad's voice of wisdom, hey? Just yeah, yeah, he's come up that. a bit, hasn't he? He didn't even, yeah, yeah. 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 It's just uh, I think there is a call on all of our lives and whether or not we step into that will depend on 
often how well we deal with the crap (laughs) or the wounds and the baggage that we have in our life because if you step out into a calling, you know, what is on you will not be sustained by what is within you if what is within you hasn't been transformed by Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's a lot of work. Like, you know, the work of of seeing a dream realised or seeing a vision realised has nothing on the work that you just have to do one-on-one with the Lord. Yeah, yeah. That is the most important work. Yeah, and that's that's actually I would would probably say the hardest, the work within, the work that you're like. And often you don't want to let go of it. It can become a comfort, something that you're used to. And, and it's too scary. And that can be another fear yeah. of leaving behind dysfunctional patterns of behaviour because they're familiar. Familiar, easy, yep. like a little, they're like safe. a best, best friend or something that you don't want to let go. And it's like, cut that off. Like, yeah. get rid of that. But man, it takes work. <laughs> yeah, it does. It sure does. And, yeah. you know, I was talking about this with Alyssa about the seed that's in the soil during winter that. You know, we don't see that God's actually doing something, that something is growing below the soil. And there's, yeah. there is real value in, I guess, giving yourself to a season. And I know in my own life there's been many seasons where God has called me to be still and into a season of transformation and I've hated it. It's been hard. It's been painful. But, my goodness, yeah. it's borne good fruit. And yeah. And if we're going to do anything for God that's, you know, truly for him, it's yeah. got to be done from the right place. Yeah. And, and that place, you know, we just have to go to the Lord and, and have him, just ask him in prayer, like what are the areas, mm. Lord, that you want to address? Holy Spirit, heal me from this struggle. Yeah. And then I, I think that's one thing practically and our, our starting point. The second thing is I think um, really looking at this idea of community yeah. Having a good community of people around you who like, you know, your dad that can speak into mm-hmm. areas in a tender way. You know, that scripture yeah. speaking the truth in love. Yeah. We we need people like that around us. Yeah. Yeah. And people that are who on this great. same journey. Yeah. Yeah. Who are who are working on themselves, who are moving forward. Um, you know, that saying where the sum of the five, the five people we are close to, something like something yes, something like that. Like, yep, it's true. And and having good mentors, like I know, yeah. in this season of my life, I have three children under twelve, so it's a very busy season, and I'm looking for women ahead of me to say this mm. is the way. You know, you can do it. This is how I did it. You know, I got over that struggle and that mountain. You can do the same. And yeah. I think community and connection is crucial. Like if we're going to overcome these roadblocks, the enemy likes to isolate us. And when he isolates Mm -hmm. us, we are vulnerable to believing his lies. So an antidote to that is to get connected and to get connected with the right people, people who are strong in their faith, spiritual mothers, spiritual sisters who can walk alongside you as you you know, come out of some of these things. I, I know yeah. for me growing up, I was like really shy, right? I would never put my hand up in class. I, it would terrify me to have to answer a question in class. I was really shy and I carried some of that, you know, into my adolescence and then, you know, some of those things fell off me as and now I feel quite free from that now. Yeah. But 
looking back, some of the things that really helped me was women who could walk alongside me, big sisters in the Lord, yeah, who could help me work that journey through. Like where did that yeah. come from? And just speaking truth over me, into me. Yeah. Encouragement. Absolutely. Truth and encouragement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's We just can't underestimate the power of connection and community around well, us. Absolutely not. And having and being, I guess, having people that you can be vulnerable with because that's, yes. it needs, you know, it needs to be a, a safe place. Absolutely. I don't know if I love that term, the safe space, but definitely, in, you know, those early relationships where you know that you are safe with them. Yeah. And, yes. um, you know, you're any, because you are talking like if you're being vulnerable is where, that's where the relationships and sisterhood relationships really grow when you can be vulnerable and you can share. Because yeah, um, it's authentic, isn't it? Like it's real. Yeah. And yeah. it's letting the real you be seen. And mm. and where the, yes. any any human person has their strengths, but they also have their yep. struggles. So it's about being seen in the fullness of who we are and, and being transformed yeah. by Christ. Yeah. And so any other yeah. thoughts on these roadblocks, overcoming them? Um, I guess not. I think we've really covered it, but certainly prayer and community. And then, and then ho- I would, you know, you would hope the practical side of that after, you know, when you surrendering wounds and fears to God and then building yourself up and going through that self-development journey is that, that you do build that confidence. You build your, your own self-confidence, whatever that might look like to have that ability to step out and to stand strong and own that own your own your space. Yeah, own your, own your space and then own your gift. And and the last thing I'd say on that is just to when you do feel a call or when you do feel like a passion in your soul to really pursue that and to resource it and to yeah. I guess I, I you know I've had a lot of people say, "Oh, I have it on my heart to do this. I don't know what it looks like. What should I do?" I said, "Well, mm-hmm. just read what you can on the topic and yeah, discover and investigate. Get connected with network with people. I know when I lived up in far north Queensland and I was starting to, I, I there was this, God had placed something within me to work with women and women's ministry mm-hmm. and I didn't know what it looked like. And I came yeah. across this um, quote from Abraham Lincoln and it said, I will study and I will prepare myself and perhaps my time will come. Yeah. And in that season, I just dedicated myself to reading, researching and learning on that topic. Mm. And that was many Mm. years of that. And I think if something is, if you have a passion for an area, then perhaps that's where God's calling you. So Mm. just, I guess, taking some steps to... um, to learn more about that area. Yeah. Oh, Vaughn, I love these conversations with you. They're so good. <laughs> They're so good. Oh, my gosh. I feel on fire right now. I'm like, today's going to be a good day. I've got so much stuff to get done. That I'm just going to like. Awesome. Oh, so good. How good is she? I hope that you enjoyed listening to Vaughn and I unpack this topic. If you would like to know more about how you can overcome the roadblocks in your life, please check out the upcoming online courses available at www.geniusproject.co. 
Make sure you subscribe to the Genius Podcast. And if you like what you've heard, please share the link with your friends and follow the Genius Project on social media. Next week, we will take a look at what it means to speak of the genius of womanhood and how as women, we can live our genius in the world in a way that is unique, decisive and abundant. Until then, have a beautiful week and God bless you.